0: Cast. okay so this is the pop-off with Martise. we got missy here and we're sitting with jeff rosenthal and we are at the Congre- congregation beth shalom charity event this is the second time that jeff has snuck us in so we could meet with all the people that are here so jeff why don't you tell us what's going on
1: uh this is a luncheon that has evolved from a Congregational function that used to be just a sports banquet and we've evolved it into a luncheon for special needs children and adults. Um, it's really one of our premier events that we hold here. It's one of the type of an event that instead of people waiting in line to get autographs from the athletes, the athletes wait in line to give autographs to to the, the people. It's always been extremely well-received. Uh, every year we get phone calls from the groups that come uh, in usually late December wanting to know, you're, you're going to invite us again this year, aren't you? When, when's, when's it going to be? What's the date? What's the date? So it's, it's something that we're very proud of here. It's it's certainly not a, an event that we make any money on. We don't care about how much we lose on it. Uh, many cases we're paying for um, caregivers' To be here with uh, special needs people, we're paying in many cases their travel expenses to get here as well. So it's uh, it's something that we're very proud of uh, in this congregation, and it's just it's really giving back to the community. A fantastic event! Thank you, thank
0: you. Yes, it definitely is. We were we had such a great time last year, and we're so excited that you again snuck us back in. So do you want to tell us who's here? Sure. Uh, well, there's about 40 collegiate
1: athletes from carlo college university carlo university uh they have been part of us for just many many years uh there's also roughly 20 athletes from the university of pittsburgh uh, they're always very happy to attend as well this year andrew stocky has, has always been a part of this and because of spring training he was assigned uh something to do down in Florida with the Pirates and wasn't able to make it but this year he has brought in thank you this year he's brought in Ryan Recker who is also a sports anchor from WTAE as well BJ Finney, who is a Steeler, uh, is here to attend as well. He's signing autographs. He's going again. It's pretty funny to see this mountain of a guy going table to table to, <laughs> to sign autographs for, for the little kids. But he, it, again, it's it's a really good program. Uh, we bring wrestlers in as well. They they kind of do their old. It's like an old vaudeville routine, you know. But they do their thing every year. The kids uh, are are always very excited by it. Uh, this year, uh, Preston Steele. Who actually uh, just retired? He was a state policeman in, uh, for uh, State Police of Ohio. He just retired and has been doing this wrestling for, for many many years. But this is his 25th year coming to this event for us. Wow! So this is th- these are the people that are. I mean, these people are dedicated to be here. Andrew Stocky, I mean, apologized and apologized, and after he arranged for uh, Ryan Record to be here this year, basically said. I'll be there next year, Aww. and so again, it's when you leave here. It's such a wonderful feeling. It's 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 not anything where it's not the kind of event where people think we're making a million dollars on on the backs of athletes. Uh, it's the kids and the special needs adults and kids when they leave here,
0: they just really have a great time. Yes, yes. you can definitely see it on their faces oh, yes. how much they enjoy being here. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for sneaking us in, and we're gonna have we're gonna be talking to a couple of the wrestlers. We're gonna be talking to BJ and hopefully Ryan soon too. That sounds great. We'll get them lined up for you. All right, thanks, Jeff.
2: Society Thirteen Podcast Network, redefining podcasts. Society 13com I like to listen
0: perfect okay so we got sheriff Steele here here and we just kind of i jokingly called him sergeant slaughter and he said i was just with sergeant slaughter well i'm sorry you just talked to sergeant slaughter right so go talk to me more about wrestling because that was my era well
3: mm so uh, I'm old school I've been wrestling for 30 years now uh-huh. uh, I was trained uh, by Dominic Danucci in Pittsburgh uh, good friends with him good friends with Bruno San Martino I'm sure you mm-hmm. remember that name yes and uh, so I was very uh, fortunate to uh, train with him my class uh, had uh, somebody named Mick Foley maybe you've heard of him Cactus Jack yes. Dude Love Mankind mm-hmm. uh, we started together Shane Douglas yes and uh, uh, Several other guys uh, went through one of the Moondogs, went through there. So um, we all started together, and within a short time, we all had some matches with the WWF at the time. That's what it was called. So they would take us to New York, Syracuse, Rochester, and we'd do some house shows, or sometimes we'd do TV, and that's how we all broke in. So it's pretty interesting you
0: know, how, it, uh, how it worked out. That's awesome. So how did you get involved in this program?
3: In this program, well, I have a manager had a manager his mm-hmm. name is uh, the sadistic sam siegel dr sam siegel mm-hmm. and uh, he is actually a member uh, of uh, beth shalom here oh, okay. so um uh, and their i believe it was their very first year they wanted to bring in some celebrities and i don't know why they picked me but <laughs> but they brought me in and uh, so i've been coming every year and this was my 25th year oh, get wow. out of here yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so i'm very i'm very proud of that and that's uh it's been an honor to come here. I mean, just, uh, I don't know if you noticed that little boy, his name is Wendell. Okay. Uh, he's been wrist wrestling me because I challenge people yes. every year. We kind of do the same thing. Um, we do the wrist wrestling and I always get one of the Pittsburgh squealers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But I always challenge... Somebody, and it's always been this this young man, and he always brings his own championship belt in, mm-hmm. and, and so he's beat me 15 years in a row. I think. Wow. It's been Yeah. So uh, I'm going to beat him one of these oh, years. One of these
0: years. <laughs> well, you better start. Uh, I
3: better start working out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah you got to start lifting again. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Cause, you know, we, we were here last year, and mm-hmm. I and I remembered that because yep. we weren't able to get you last year. I know that there was oh, yeah. just you know yeah. so much going on, right. and um, we never want to take away from you know the kids or anything.
3: Plus, it seems like the past couple of years I keep getting a pie or, or, or a cake in my face and stuff. As a matter of fact, I have to tell you... Um Several years ago, you know, they always bring one of the Steelers, and I don't Mm. remember who it was, but he was sitting up on the stage, and uh, it was always my manager's birthday, Uh and we would bring a cake, and he would always get the cake in the face. Well, this one year, they decided to pull a rib on me, and so they went to get it, in my manager, he ducked, and it was coming towards me, so I ducked too, (laughs) and it went over my shoulder, and it hit the Pittsburgh Steeler right in the shoulder (laughs) and part of his face, and he had this Beautiful three-piece suit on with a tie and hair. Oh my gosh! I laughed so hard I was (laughs) crying.
0: (laughs) 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 He wasn't real happy. (laughs) Oh, we're gonna have to ask Jeff who that was. Hey, Jeff, come here. Uh, here. Who was the Steeler who accidentally got the pie on their three-piece suit that was supposed to go on them? Oh,
1: um, Ariel Solomon. That's right. Oh. That's who it was, <laughs> yeah, Ariel Solomon. An, an offensive lineman. <laughs> he was all dressed up like this was his first thing he was going to do. <laughs> and he came in, and we just... Uh... But it was think, an accident. Yeah, but there was also a, a time when you had... Um, I think I had Keith and Henry and Jason Gilden. This is how long it goes back. And I had the two Steelers here that year and you know you were telling me everything you were going to do and I was relating it to them and then when he started his he started talking about Cleveland and you guys are terrible and I didn't tell these two guys. I oh, yeah. was kidding around. <laughs> oh yeah, they were upset. They got mad. <laughs> they were upset. And then finally I went over. Like, he's just messing with you guys. Oh, and then it was okay. Yeah. It was like we, we, we thought. Well, maybe it'd be kind of cute to see what happens. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been cute to see what, oh, what happens. Goodness. So. Well, I was
3: thinking, this guy. I got to take him out
0: first. He's bigger. I'm
3: gonna take his knee out, and I'm gonna poke this one in the eyes, and I'm then, gonna then we'll see how fast I can
0: run. <laughs> and you're like, and then I'm gonna throw Jeff in front yeah, of me. No, no, Jeff. No, no, yeah, so trip fault. over that. It's his well, It
1: was me. Self preservation. I figured I better tell them what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's, uh, it's we've, he's done such an amazing job over all these years. Uh-huh. It's just, it's, just uh, it's like I said, it doesn't matter. We could have had Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, A. B. It doesn't matter. These guys are way more important than, than having the Steelers It really is because the, the kids relate to it, and it's right. the show, and it's and the response. You it's know, the
0: excitement that they the get and, yeah. and and, and mm-hmm. everything that, oh, you, you know, that you guys right. I do.
1: Don't, I don't know if you saw this, but when he came off the stage with the bucket, this one guy jumped up in your face <laughs> Oh, yeah, and was, yeah. yeah he like, 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 don't you do? I mean, like, you know, it was uh-huh. like they, were, they bought it. And yeah. They really bought into yeah. it, you know? Oh, yeah, so, definitely. But it was always a lot of fun, so. but <laughs>
3: Go back to the, go back okay. the man. Yeah. Well, it's it's you know like here you know, when you go overseas, the people there, 100. percent I mean, they're they are true fans of wrestling. There. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, you know we uh, there was a time when uh, we were wrestling in Italy, mm-hmm. and it was me and Shane Douglas. We were the Italian TV tag team champions, and there was 25,000 people in Rome. And we came out and you couldn't even hear they were screaming so loud it was so loud and uh we were wearing these white shirts and we had italian flags on our shirts and we're waving the italian flags and we come to the to the ring and they had seen us before and they, we'd been advertised on tv and all this and the uh, some of the ladies are like oh presto and steel i love him, my bambino they're crying <laughs> like oh i love him and and so um when uh, Mick Foley he was uh, Cactus Jack at the time and he had a, a partner uh, named Dirty Dick Flanagan and uh, <laughs> sorry not my choice of names <laughs> hey
0: that's okay this is th- 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 this is not a family friendly show
3: <laughs> so uh, they come out and they were wearing all black and if you know what Mick Foley looks like he's a big burly guy with a beard and the long hair as a matter of fact when we got off the plane in Rome International Airport, you know, they have the Politi there and they have the machine guns and the dogs and they're all following him with the machine guns and the dogs and so we're like, oh my gosh, we got to get out of here. So all the other wrestlers who came on the plane, we went behind the Pulitzer's Eye, and Mick was the only one walking by himself. He goes, where are you guys going? We're like, leave us alone. Go ahead. (laughs) Keep walking. (laughs) Keep walking. So anyway, they came out, and um, you can hear a pin drop in the crowd because they had never seen them before. They're dressed in black, and they're dirty. They got the hair. They got the beards. Uh So they come to the ring, and it's actually probably louder in here now. And so they get to the ring, and they look around, and they pull this crumpled Italian flag out about this big and they look around they start waving it, and people are like oh it, ban. well they start shining each other's boots with the flag oh. Oh, uh, they threw no. cantaloupes tomatoes rocks lira was the money at the time they're throwing it at us and we're even getting hit and we didn't do anything so when we won the, the crowds have knocked the barriers down, were carrying us over their heads. And I'm like, oh, please don't. I'm 270 pounds. And I'm like, oh my God, you drop me. I don't care. I'll trample me, you know? Uh-huh. Well, when we got back to the locker room, Mick and Dick end up getting arrested. They had to pay $800 a piece to get out of jail for defacing their flag. Oh yeah. my God. So, yeah, you don't. Do things in other countries. Yeah, no, no. I was in uh, I was in Germany, and I was asking um, uh, one of my translators. They they, they kind of dr- go around with you. Most of the people speak English pretty well, mm. and uh, so this guy's name was Arno, and uh, so I said Arno, we're on the autobahn. We're going like 130 miles an hour, and there's cars passing us like we're standing still. I'm not kidding you. So I said Arno, listen, I don't want to make any mistakes. So while I'm here, is there anything that I need to know that I shouldn't do? And so we're in the back seat of this car 130 miles an hour people pass us he looks around both ways and he does this he raises his hand real quick up in the air and puts it right back down i'm like what do you, what is that what are you doing he goes oh my gosh what i gotta show you again we're on 130 miles an hour cars are going by us hey, no one can really see us he looks way both ways and he puts his hand all his fingers together, raises his hands just a little bit up in the air, it goes like this like a wave. I'm like, "Oh." oh you're not allowed to do this and I put my hand up like kind of like what they did in, in Hitler's Germany and stuff and I said, he goes oh don't do that he put my hand I said you're not allowed to do that he goes oh my god you're going to put us in jail and I said so you're not allowed to do this and he goes no so I did it with the other hand and he is freaking out <laughs> and I'm laughing so hard and I said I'm sorry I won't do that in public <laughs> anywhere <laughs> so it was pretty funny I freaked him out he thought he was going to go to jail oh yeah. my
0: goodness
3: even though we were going 130 miles an hour so
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> it was pretty funny so.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What other countries have, have you been to that you have stories like that?
3: Well, uh, nothing like that quite, but, you know, I've, uh, I've been wrestling for 30 years, uh. and, I, and I, I need a hip replacement, but I've been getting cortisone shots, and uh, I'm going to be getting some other uh, procedures done, like, here in, in about a month. They're going to put the uh, uh, the gel in my hip. It's so uh. experimental, so we're going to do that. Ooh. And then uh, a couple other things where they spin the blood, and they put it back in, and yeah. finally, they're going to do stem cell on me. I'm, I'm trying to preserve it. I've still been wrestling, but... Uh, and I October. It was a Wednesday. I drove to. I live in Youngstown, Ohio, and I We're drove from Newcastle. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, <laughs> so <sorry>, I know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I drove up to Cleveland, the University Hospital up there, and um, I have the uh, uh, doctor that takes care of the Browns, you know, and uh, so he gives me a shot at 9 o'clock in the morning I drive to Pittsburgh, I jump on a plane I fly, uh, actually it, was, it took me 16 hours between the layovers. but I go to Denmark, I get there it's Thursday there time and uh, so on Saturday I wrestle twice because I have other gimmicks, I mm. wrestle twice and then I came back on Monday and that's when the shot kicked in. No. Yeah, it hurt the whole time there. I was limping the whole time oh. and stuff, so it it, uh, it really hurts. And, you know, I'm talking about injuries. I have six screws and a plate in my left ankle. As a matter of fact, that guy over there, Lord Zoltan, uh-huh. we were wrestling in Cleveland. It was a very simple match. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a clothesline on me, and uh, I would do this, this flip move instead of just falling straight back. It was a brand-new ring, and the boards kind of collapsed. And my foot went in the canvas. I went this way. My foot stayed there. And it was on TV. And they zoomed in on my face just as I said, ah, F, I broke my ankle. And then you get to see me take my ankle backwards like this and go forward. And then here's the kicker. I tell the ref, ref, I broke my ankle, call the match. And he smiles at me. Zoltan comes over and starts kicking me in the head. I'm like, Ref, I'm going to pass out. Call the match. I broke my ankle, and he's smiling at me. Zoltan comes over, kicks me in the head again. I said, Ref, I'm going to pass out. He smiles at me, and I reach up, and I grab his shirt, and I said, if you don't call the match now, I'm going to break your freaking neck. And he goes, ring the bell. And, <laughs> but, yeah, that's and I crawled out of the ring, and, uh, yeah, I uh, actually have six screws in a plate in my... My left ankle, yeah. I got dropped on my head, uh, and I have um, four herniated discs in my neck. I was paralyzed my whole right side for about seven hours. Everything came back, but my pinky, and so to this day I still do But they they say that it grows back one centimeter a year. So I figure by the time I'm ninety, that'll be the only thing that's working. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. Then I have a herniated disc in my lower back. Uh, I had a Wrestling Zoltan again, he throws me out of the ring, and um, I've been out over the top rope thousands of times, and never got hurt. Well, this, this at the edge of the ring apron, um, there's some padding underneath, uh, underneath the canvas. Well, the padding didn't come all the way to the edge of the edge of the ring apron, so when I come over, I hit it with my shin. So I'm signing autographs at intermission, and I'm like, boy, this little bump there—it's really stinging. Uh, so when I went to take my boot off later, it filled with blood. It was like the size of a football, and I couldn't walk. So for four weeks, oh, I couldn't walk at all. And uh, I was very fortunate. I mean, I didn't get a blood clot yeah. or anything, but oh I have permanent uh, it's, uh, discoloration in my shin from where that wow. was. Yeah. And you know, I have a sports hernia. All my teeth have been capped. Nose been fractured
0: three times. But other than that, I'm good. So, from everything that I'm getting, is that wrestling is fake, and you don't get hurt at all? Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Right? Yeah. No. Okay. No. <laughs> you can't fake it in Slam.
3: You can't fake it in suplex no. or people diving on top of you. That's why you go to train. Yeah, you have to yeah. learn how to do it. How to know? get yeah. how to get hit yeah. without how getting... to fall. You know, the, yeah. the key, honestly, if you watch how wrestlers fall, why do we fall? fall straight on our back. Why do we fall straight on our stomachs? Because if you fall crooked, that's how you get a separated shoulder. see this bone here?
2: That's, oh, my that's dear a separation. Dear. I don't have ah. one here.
3: See, that was, I was doing the benefit for a kid who needed a heart transplant. And uh, it was the very first match. And this guy closed, on me, took me all the way to the match and, or to the mat, and I didn't have um, a controlled fall. I didn't fall flat. I landed like this. It popped my shoulder right out. So I finished the match like this, with my left arm up against my chest, and just with my right. And then I had to wrestle again in the main event as another character. And um, so the guy beat me up on my right side. So at two o'clock in the morning, I finally go to the hospital and I say, "Hey, listen, you know, um, go ahead and pop it back in. Go ahead, go ahead." And they're like, "There's nothing to pop back in. It's not." Uh, dislocated it's separated there's a difference dislocated they can put back separated mm-hmm. it's, it, the, the bone went over on top so the, my options were to get screws put in or build up around it mm-hmm. I've heard too many horror stories about the, the people getting uh, screws and popping it out getting loose so I've just been doing shrugs and stuff so that's been six years now and yeah I'm back up to bench pressing 400 pounds and doing all my other stuff so I just uh, knock wood it's been okay you know? but wow yeah, so I've got a bunch of stuff. Oh my goodness, so what do you have coming up next? <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to take a week off, and then I'm going to Florida for a couple matches. Okay. And then, uh, uh, I have one in Ohio, I know, May 5th, down around Columbus. I have one in Cleveland uh, at the end of April, so I have, have
0: okay. a bunch of then uh,
3: I'm hoping, uh, I'm supposed to go to Germany again in June. Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh, matter of fact, I could tell you a story about Germany if you'd like. Okay. We love story. <laughs> uh, I was um, I was brought in to wrestle this guy named Martin Nolt. Mm-hmm. He's very popular over there. He has since retired. He got hurt, but uh, so he was very nervous because he's never wrestled an American before. Very popular over there. Everyone knew him, but he would um, he would have to wrestle the Americans that came over. So I never got a chance to talk to him or anything. And now we're wrestling. So there comes a point in the match where. Uh, it, the match is going very smoothly it's looking back and forth back and forth and so i had punched him in the stomach and he bent over i put my right leg on the back of his head and so he went to stand up and as he does i do a backflip, flip and then i could hip toss him out of it well as i'm flying through the air i hear him yell i broke my leg and he's fallen down. He's let go of me, and I'm seeing the mat come towards my face. And I put my knees up at the last second, and it saved me. But I look, and he's screaming on the mat in pain. So I went over and hurried up and, and and pinned him. And so, I mean, the crowd is booing me and stuff, and I, I'm i feeling terrible because, you know, listen. Right. You know, this is wrestling. It's entertainment. But I don't want it. He has a family. You know what right. I mean? Right. I, yeah. wanna, you know, I want everybody to go home. Right. I want to go home, yeah. you know? And so... This guy, uh, they take him out by ambulance, and by the end of the show, he comes back, he got an air cast on, and he came up to my dressing room to, to, to apologize, to tell me, I am so sorry for screwing up the match, this is terrible, oh. you came all the way from the United States, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know, and here he had a, he tore his ACL. Oh,
0: wow.
3: Yeah. And that's what happened. So, the promoter, what an awesome guy, because I was the good guy there at first. Mm -hmm. And this is how they turned me. So, now I was voted the the best bad guy in Germany (laughs) two years in a row. Okay, so what they did was they brought me in against his tag team partner. Mm -hmm. And now I'm called the crippler because I come over to cripple all the German wrestlers. Oh, so this geez. time I'm wrestling his partner, and I take this chain. They have a valet come out with me, and, and she gives me a chain, and I hit him right in the knee, wham, and stuff. And that's how I win the match. And, of course, they're throwing stuff at me, and I had to get escorted out of the, the, the arena and stuff because they were just hating on me. So they bring me back four months later, and they get me against this other popular German guy. And this time I take a chair and I hit him in the leg. and stuff. Now I'm really the crippler. Oh, gosh. So now it's almost a year, and there's a big ma- rematch between me and Martin Nolte. And so they give me a strap, you know, some kind of championship belt over there and uh-huh. stuff. And so he beats me by taking my leg out and stuff, mm. you know, the psychology of right. wrestling and stuff. So he ends up beating me, and he. Um, I heard he's still sleeping with the belt, though. So I heard. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> but we've, you know, honestly. Uh, as a side note, we we become great friends. That's good. Uh, you know, he's had a child since then. He sends me pictures all the time. We, he, I send him some gifts for the kid. He always mm. sends me German chocolate. Oh my god, oh, there's a stuff wow. called Ritter Sport. If you ever get a chance to try it, it's chocolate and it's got rum in it, oh. real rum. And you open Ooh. it, you're like, oh my, don't do it at work, <laughs> <laughs> and don't do it when you're driving, or but, do
0: it at work. Well, do it at work. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you should
3: early do in it the work. day. Yeah. Though. Yes.
0: <laughs> so. Or right at lunchtime. That's right. We're to after. make the afternoon That's better right. <laughs> or an
3: evening, sure, sure.
0: All right. Well, Sheriff Steele, thank you so much for yeah. taking the time and yeah. talking thank to us. Thank you so
3: much. It's been my pleasure. And thank
0: you for not crippling us. <laughs> okay. All right. You take care. Thank right, you so thank much. You. Okay. So now we are sitting here with Lord Zoltan. All right. So now you wrestled with um, Sheriff Steele, correct? Yes. Okay. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your wrestling career?
2: Yeah, I started in 1975, and I was a photographer and a journalist before I got into wrestling. I got into wrestling accidentally where I would go and practice with them sometimes before they, you know, had matches and that. And mm-hmm. one night somebody didn't show up, and they said, well, we have to throw you in because we're short of wrestler. And I never had no dreams of wrestling at all. And next thing you know, they had me in there, and I said, oh, this is easier than... Taking pictures and <laughs> it seemed easier <laughs> and it paid better, you know, than writing stories back in those days for the magazines uh-huh. or sell, trying to sell pictures of the magazines. And then from there, I they said I did pretty good, so they kept inviting me back and just kept learning and going as I went. And back in those days, they had territory wrestling where different promoters ran different areas like somebody ran ohio somebody ran michigan mm. somebody ran pennsylvania mm-hmm. not like now where vince mcmahon like destroyed all those and uh, uh-huh. sort of got a monopoly
4: yeah.
2: on everything and uh back then you could make a living out of it but then when i seen some of the bigger names that had made money like in toronto maple leaf gardens and madison square garden struggling i said I, this ain't what i want to do so mm-hmm. do you think I it was I better? Got the Regular job. I think back in those days it was better as far as you could make money continuously but, but you had no insurance or anything. So uh, once you're hurt your money stops. So a lot of the guys would wrestle with injuries and Oh yeah. yeah. And now for, at least for Vince McMahon, that if you're hurt and you're under contract with them, they they still pay you while you're off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantee how long they'll keep you either, you know. So right. right. And I think that they, like you're Term of how long you're going to wrestle shortened out too because there's no other alternatives. Right, right. Once Vince McMahon would let you go, you mm-hmm. know, then they go to these indie, independent groups, which me and Preston, you know, still do yeah. mm-hmm. locally in Ohio, Michigan, or wherever. You know, we want to go somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, you can still make money, but I don't think they can make a living. A lot of the guys. Yeah. You know, which is rough.
0: So now. The sheriff told me to have you finish the story. Which story? I bu- when he broke his ankle. When he broke his ankle? Yes. yes.
2: Oh, I we had just started the match, and uh, I whipped him into ropes and went to chop him in the throat. And when I turned around, he was laying holding his ankle. And I, like, couldn't understand how he was holding his ankle when he got chopped in the throat. And I guess when he came come off the ropes, his foot caught in the... Uh, the mat and he snapped his ankle and he was laying there and my brother-in-law was the referee and I remember I went to grab Preston again and he said don't touch me don't touch me and I didn't know what was wrong and uh my, I, I chopped him again <laughs> <laughs> and I, my bro, I went into the corner because I was a bad guy and I went in the corner and my brother-in-law said he broke his ankle I said what he was laying there holding his ankle and then he just signaled for the bell and uh Luckily there was a doctor in a I think in a building or oh, something. Wow. They was able to get him to a doctor and uh, a uh and snapped ankle and yeah.
0: and you stole the trophy.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, there was a battle royal and I guess he was supposed to win the battle royal and they had a trophy already for him. But then I won the battle royal so I took the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's offset.
0: <all> <laughs> still set how long did, how long ago was that? He's still upset oh, to, to this day. At least
2: Twenty years probably, I guess. <laughs> I don't even know a trophy somewhere in the house. <laughs> it's not on display anywhere.
0: Well you should definitely keep it on display. Yeah. yeah. Well it had or at his name it on to it, to it too. Like it this. had his
2: name on the bottom of the trophy. I think it's so old now that that like little tape or whatever they have to yeah. put those like plaques on it yeah it's Dried up and it fell off. Well, see, now so, yeah, you can put
0: yours
4: and on. And I always said yeah. I would
2: replace it, but I've never, ever replaced it.
0: Now, he told us a few stories about, um, you know, Germany and Italy. Do you have any, uh, you know, really good stories? Not necessarily well, uh, out of the country, but... Yeah,
2: I never really wanted to wrestle out of the United States too much because I heard too much problems when people went overseas, mm-hmm. and I heard where guys would be at the airport, and there would be, like, military guys with guns, and yeah. even when you went to the bathroom you know, you couldn't even use the toilets, they would be there with the guns and make sure... Wow. I guess you weren 't going to have a bomb or something' like and then uh, I wrestled newfoundland canada it 's probably like the most I did- ca- a lot of Canada, but never like Puerto Rico or mm-hmm. anywhere but newfoundland 's like an island all by itself right. so it yeah. was like that was sort of like desolate and and their time difference were everywhere 's like ours difference. they 're like an hour and a half or so it 's like Not some really? some weird weird time and everybody always said that was like a prison without uh bars or whatever really that it was like there's nothing to do there And a lot of the roads and, and when you get to the edge of canada to get to newfoundland put your car in a ferry boat mm-hmm. and you ride like for i don't know it was like 10 hours or something on the boat wow and then after you got onto the island where we wrestled was the other side of the island so you still had about 10 hours to drive across the island, oh a lot of the gosh. roads this was back in like eighty two eighty three a lot of the roads weren't even paved yet, mm-hmm. so everybody's getting off the boat, and it was just like you see like in those old movies where cars are just coming oh at you from every direction, and <laughs> but I mean, once you got on the highway, then there was some paved roads, but I remember there driving to some of the times it, and there was no gps back in those days no. yeah it was just all your maps and we'd be driving just between trees like driving into the woods oh
4: my gosh
2: you didn't even know if that was the road or <laughs> right you were, <laughs> and you're the only one on the road so it's like no no lights you know literally just driving
0: into a pond pay, pay,
2: yeah but it was like real desolate up there i mean i was i was up there like for like close to a month i was like i yes, said that's enough you uh-huh. know, it's like i never wanted to, i never wanted to do it full time to me yeah. it was a hobby that that i was able to make money at and you know work a regular job then two in between i've worked on a railroad when the mills were all big and then the mills folded and the railroads went under so i had like five years in where Mm -hmm. i didn't have a regular job just part-time jobs and and then i got a job with the courts and after that and i said i'll stay there you know it's yeah at least i'm guaranteed medical i'm gonna be guaranteed a pension i I seen like I said, too many guys struggling or go bankrupt. You know that yeah, there yeah. were main event guys that mm-hmm. you know made big money, but then you know they had to support their families while right. they support themselves on the road. Mm-hmm. And then I guess a lot of them didn't even worry about it. medical. You know, uh-huh. that's so now you see a lot of them doing those GoFundMe. Yeah. Things, yeah. You know, as they get older, because now they're hoping the fans will support them. You yeah. Know, right. There's like pros and cons, and I can see like you want to help them because, but. The, you know, they need it, but then it's also, like, you never planned yeah. for the future. It's like, is that our fault that
0: yeah. we right. didn't
2: look ahead? You know, so it's, you feel bad because it's people you work with, but then... Right. Know, right. No,
0: absolutely.
2: You can't just throw them to the side either. Yeah, you know, yeah. 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 So,
0: so did, did you... you did, I'm sorry. No,
4: go ahead. Did you keep up um, your photography on the side?
2: Uh, nah, I sorta, no, I sort of, once I got into the wrestling. That's what I'm sorry, too, that I never took pictures... Yeah. With a lot of the wrestlers over the years, you know, it's, it's back in those days. You had the old Canon cameras, yeah. or even the little you know, the Instamatics with the right. flash cube. You might not even.
0: <laughs> I do remember that. I remember.
2: I remember people used to take them off and whip them at the ring. you yeah, I remember. <laughs> I used to referee to too, and you used to, have to. You know, back in those days, they didn't have fences around the ring and yeah. protection for the wrestlers, so it's like. And then I remember people used to shoot paper clips in a ring, oh, and you used to worry about you know getting hit in the eye, yeah, a oh yeah, or something. But uh, yeah, I never, I never took pictures. I'm just sorry. I don't like have memories, all that stuff. Yeah. And then, like I said, you'd have to have a Canon camera, and you didn't want to keep it in your bag, right? Because right. when you're in a ring, it's like you're with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you can trust them or right. not. You yeah, should be with some wrestlers. I
0: need a hug though. But, uh, photography.
2: Well, yeah, well, like I said, you're working with people. You might only see that night, that's right. it, you know, when you wrestle in them territories, mm-hmm. guys, they'd bring in guys from all over, Yeah, a lot of times you'd work with the same crew, maybe for weeks or months, yeah, you know, but right, then sometimes, yeah, you'd see one guy one night, and, and everybody, yeah. everybody always said, well, where do you practice, and that, well, there was no practicing, because it was, you might not even, and a lot of the times in the old days, the arenas, you're on two different dressing rooms, mm-hmm. you never met the guy until you yeah. got in the ring, yeah, you know? right, so it's, right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff people don't like, you really understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, want to say it's fake. I mean, there's no fake about landing and falling. No. That's exactly and what and we're talking about. a lot of stuff, about. the things the guys do now, You know, I mean, they're more like stuntmen and acrobats. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, your body's not going to last. You know, and they're doing, they're trying to do more stuff for shock value than uh, right. the mm-hmm. wrestling. The wrestling sort of put aside and, right. like, see how they can surprise the people or throw somebody off the top of a cage uh-huh. and yeah. through a table and, I said, "That the guys are going to be sorry." Yeah, <laughs> oh they yeah. they their bones. Yeah, I got both my knees are bone on bone. And they said it sh- oh, I should replace them. Mm. Now the hip's starting to go bad, so yeah. it's like trying to drag it on as long as I can. Yeah. yeah,
0: but at least you get to you know do things like this and. You oh know.
2: yeah, I still enjoy. Yeah, oh
0: yeah, yeah.
2: I a lot of the old stuff from the old days, and they have mm-hmm. a thing every year, Cauliflower Alley Club down in Vegas for all the old guys. Uh huh get together you know like some like a reunion banquet oh yeah Oh, I bet that's oh, cool. so they go yeah. down there every year when know? is so that that's usually in May okay so that's where I'm going again in May and then they they now they created a like a Hall of Fame wrestling museum oh and it was in Amsterdam New York now they moved it to Texas so I'm going down there in May too they do a big banquet oh and, so
4: that's, that's nice cool. where
2: Vince McMahon has a Hall of Fame but his is more just like uh, give awards to the wrestlers yeah they really don't have an actual building you know? oh okay but his is more of a money maker. Just he gets a building and charges everybody hundred bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah, then pays eight wrestlers to give speeches and they make money and he makes money and yeah. that's the extent of his. Right. It's not an actual brick and mortar Hall of Fame. Right, it's right, right. More like just a, I guess, an awards or mm. something else to make money. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Him, yeah. Yeah. But he's a smart businessman, so that's... But he hurt a lot of people too yeah, in the right. process. So. Uh, I don't know. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any other questions? No.
2: Okay. I think I'm good. Well, I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. You're welcome.
0: Okay. So we're back with Pittsburgh Steeler B.J. Finney. So thank you so much for coming on to the pop off.
5: Well, thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. So now this is your first active year, right? Yes. Okay. Um, And you were on the. You went to training camp, and you were cut. Called back for the practice squad.
5: Correct, in 2015.
0: Okay, so I'm sure that you've been asked this many times and you probably have a little spiel for it. How hard was it to tell your family that that happened and your friends? Because from what I've read, you always wanted to be a stealer.
5: Right. Um, So what happened was in the last preseason game of 2015, um, I came down with a high ankle sprain, and it was a really bad one. Um, And what they told me was they couldn't have – Uh, An empty practice squad spot That they weren't getting anything out of So they wanted me to get healthy and come back But they had to cut me and send me home to get healthy Um, So which is what we did So once I got healthy enough to play They signed me back
0: So you knew that you were coming
5: back Yes Okay, well that's always
0: good then Okay, so that's not too bad So it wasn't just a I don't know what's going to
5: happen in the future Okay,
0: well that's good And do you want to tell us about your nickname? Which one? Well, Spongebob (laughs) Okay
5: (laughs) Okay I got a lot of them, but Uh uh, Spongebob uh, started happening um, in the camp of 2015 because I always wore a yellow shirt underneath my pads, and I still do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just for whatever reason, I picked the yellow because the black gets a little too hot, and the white starts to get see-through when you sweat too Mm -hmm. much, so it just gets weird. Um, But uh, So they started giving me a hard time because my pass sets were always square, which is a good thing, but with my shoulder pads on, I looked like a square up top. Um, with my torso, and so they started calling me Spongebob Squarepants because of the yellow shirt, <laughs> and I looked like a square. Um, so that's how that got started.
4: Okay. What are your other nicknames?
5: Um, some I can't <laughs>
4: Oh, trust <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah.
5: So, there's you can say good.
4: anything you want on here. We, yeah. We're not censoring.
5: No. Well, one's Ham. Uh, if I mess up, it's Dumbass. Um, <laughs> Finn. Um, contract Worker is one that um, Coach Tallman calls me. Uh, just whatever they decide on calling me. I know if there's a nickname, it's probably mine. So I respond to it. <laughs> um,
0: what are some of the funniest stories that you have? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be locker room stories, but some of the funniest interactions that you've had with other Steelers?
5: Um, well, we were doing a Secret Santa um, in, the, in the offensive line this year. And uh, for guys, when you watch film in the offseason, you, you pick – a handful of guys and you watch their games and you try and emulate what they do um that you think can help them mm-hmm. so our left tackle watches um joe thomas of cleveland because joe thomas is you know arguably the best left tackle in the game right now he's been to what 10 straight pro Bowls, mm-hmm. you know 10 time all pro like the guy is it you know and so our left tackle watches him and tries to emulate uh his game and imply what he does and in, uh, into his blocking Um, he's a huge Joe Thomas fan loves Joe Joe's a great guy Uh, so one of the guys that got him got him a Joe Thomas jersey and he lost it stood up started twirling it around put it on (laughs) was walking around the room just super excited um, just because he and Joe know each other, and it was it was a good laugh. Oh, that's um, cool. We were all in tears laughing. That day.
0: <laughs> is it weird wearing somebody else's jersey for like from another team?
5: Uh, no, I don't think it is. Um, okay. Just because the best way I've heard it put was um, by Drew Brees um, when you have you know the early game, you go home and you watch the later games mm-hmm. because we are still fans of the game. We still have our teams. We still have our players that we root for. Um, Even though they're not on our team, we still root for them because we love the game. Um, And and that's just the best way I can put it.
0: What other teams or players do you root for? Um, You better watch what you say.
5: I can't say one. You're right. You can't. um, Jordy Nelson in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordy went to my college. Um, A fellow teammate of mine uh cody whitehair plays for chicago okay. uh i have another teammate that plays for detroit so i just kind of watch those games yeah uh, his name's Cornelius lucas he's a, a tackle um tyler lockett plays for seattle mm-hmm. and so i watch them and see how he's doing and then i have um i'm going to mess it up because he's a twin emmanuel lemur uh he plays for minnesota he uh-huh. used to play for cincinnati okay uh, until this past year but he went to minnesota so i watch their games um And really that's you know, that's just kinda hitting
4: Growing up, who was your favorite player?
5: Who's my favorite player growing up? Jerome Bettis. Really? Dead serious. I have a lot of Pittsburgh stuff. I was a diehard Steelers fan. Oh really? Yes, ma'am.
4: Was your whole family?
5: My dad and I were Really? Um you know, sisters kinda followed in tail and Mm -hmm. and mom switched from Kansas City to Pittsburgh um when I started getting older, so the whole family now is Pittsburgh fans.
0: So tell us a little bit about your family. How, how many brothers and sisters do you have?
5: I have three older sisters.
0: Oh. oh. That had to be rough growing up. Yeah, and my
5: <laughs> wife hates it because she doesn't get away with anything.
0: And I was just going to ask, are you married? <laughs> I am married. Perfect. My wife is here. Oh, Aww. where's she at? Uh,
5: she's right there at the table.
0: Oh, hi. I can't <laughs> tell you. I don't know which one she is.
5: Uh, in the headband, off-white shirt.
0: Okay. Uh, oh, how long have you guys been married?
5: Oh, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary this past week.
0: Oh, happy oh, anniversary. Nice. Happy anniversary. Um, where'd you guys meet?
5: At Kansas State in college. Um, she was a rower um, and a graduate assistant at the time. And uh, she worked attached to the football building. They had a academic learning center where uh-huh. people went to get tutoring and work hmm. on homework and that kind of stuff. Um, and she did other sports besides football, but they were attached to our building. So that's when I got to meet her.
0: Aww. Where do you guys live? Yeah, you don't have to be, I mean, you don't have Suically. to. Okay. I was going to oh, say, so don't have to give fun. me your address, but, um. <laughs> What is one of your guilty pleasures?
5: Sweets. Sweets. I, love, I have a huge sweet tooth.
0: Any specific sweet?
5: Cherry cheesecake. Ooh. That's my
0: favorite. So a note, I made you a cheesecake. That's <laughs> she, my Yes, she makes amazing cheesecakes. So if you're here next year... I'll bring a cheesecake. Hey, She'll bring a cheesecake. I, mean, I will bring you a okay. cheesecake. Sweet. <laughs> um, if
5: I can give it to Jamie and she can relay it on to me. I'm okay. just saying. Just putting it out there.
0: Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> um, what do you do in the off season?
5: Um, I go on in the mornings and train and do rehab for, you know, three, four hours a day and then I come home and annoy my wife. If not I go play golf with some teammates or friends, um, depending on the day and, uh, now with the warmer uh, warmer weather coming in and getting nicer outside. Uh, my wife and I are gonna be looking to do a little fishing. So Oh good. Um, That's nice. It's just whatever we can do.
0: Uh-huh. But, uh huh. what do you guys do together other than fishing?
5: Um well it just kinda depends on who wants to do what. And uh-huh. we kinda tag along and share activities. Nice. Uh she's a big uh wine person so um we went to a wine tasting with uh her side of the family. Okay. When we were back in Kansas. Um with me it's anything outdoors mm-hmm. um whether it be fishing, hunting uh hiking. Did she go hunting with you? She did once. Yeah. Um so she she would rather take pictures mm-hmm. um than shoot, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Um but it's just one of those things I wanted her experience and make her up her her own mind and and she did that so um, now, does she
4: like shooting or like target shooting?
5: Um she does like doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh we've gone with her family and shot some pistols. Um we've shot some rifles out of our place. Um we haven't got a shotgun in her hands yet. She's a little intimidated by them because they kick a little bit harder. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, she does target shoot. Because
4: so. I'm a girl who likes shooting, but yeah. I wouldn't hunt. Yeah. I, just can't, I don't have it in me to do it. Right. I, I, but I do like to shoot. She's
5: the same way.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, it's western Pennsylvania, so we're like, I mean, guns are, you know, pretty normal. normal. Yeah. yeah. So you came to the right area. Right. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, One of my best friends, she, uh, her husband loves to hunt. And one of my favorite stories is her helping him skin a deer for the first time. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't do it
4: either. I've watched it, but I to actually do it myself, I couldn't. I, to help somebody do it now.
0: I don't, I obviously don't have anything, anything against it, but mm-hmm. I personally couldn't do it. And I love deer meat, so. I do, I like, I'll eat it. I just can't kill it. Yeah, (laughs) when you're skinning
5: it and you get smells and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. depending on where they shot it, it can get a little rough.
0: Yeah. So you should get deer and you should make a cheesecake and switch, and then I will just take some of each (laughs) (laughs) because I benefit from both. There you go. That works out for me. Um, So we know Ben's not retiring, and neither is James Harrison. So uh, what do you think? next year holds
5: um
0: for the team and for you
5: it's well for for both sides I answer it's whatever we make it okay um to be completely honest I mean we work hard and we know what we want to achieve and we know where our goals are yes that's what that's what we're always chasing um and so I mean that's you know like I said it is what we make it
0: right um I have one question for you that I want to end with but I'm going to ask – well, actually, two questions. So I'm going to ask you if you have any questions first.
4: I, as on a personal note, I have a son who's in college playing football. What advice do you have for kids in college that are playing football
5: to help them succeed? Um, in More of a, a life aspect rather than football, yeah. get your degree. Because it's less than 2% of yeah. everybody that plays college football gets into the NFL – and if there's one thing that you can take advantage of in being in college, it's getting your degree.
4: What did you get your degree
5: in? I have one degree in history, mm-hmm. and I'm working on a second in wildlife and outdoor enterprise management. Oh, nice. Ooh, That's wow. That's a model. Um So what that does is it correlates to anything outdoors, whether it be um, a game warden. Right. Um, I can work for national parks. I can own and operate my own hunting business if I want. Oh, nice. Um, so it, it kind of makes you a jack-of-all-trades. Right. Um, I get a minor in agriculture, horticulture. Uh, agronomy, business, and hospitality with that one degree. Wow! So, like I said, it kind of makes me a jack-of-all-trades. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a good idea. That is. That's amazing. That was going to be one of my last last questions, but the final question. What do you think about that Patriots movie that they're coming
5: out with? I had no idea they were coming out with a Patriots movie. (laughs) Okay.
0: So, surprise, they're coming out with a Patriots movie that's starting with Deflategate. And then leading up to uh, their final, well, this last Super
5: Bowl win. Why wouldn't you cover the whole time span? Because you got five out of seven Super Bowls, so you think you would cover that as a franchise and that whole time span?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know.
5: Uh, I don't know. Good on them, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, it'd be an interesting movie to watch.
0: I can say that I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid and I'm not gonna watch it and I and they You're better biased. Uh, well of course I'm biased and that's okay because I'm allowed to say what I want because this is my podcast. Of course you have to watch, you know, the things that you say.
4: I have to be nice because I have a son who's a Patriots fan. Ooh, I know. Yeah. It's very I, exactly. rough in my house because the rest of us are all Steeler
0: fans. I judge her as a mother.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: what'd
0: you my do wrong? Told, exactly. Told him he was on to watch the Steeler Patriot game at our house. I told her that she should kick him out.
5: Uh, That's a little harsh Well I know
0: Sometimes
4: I'm a little harsh He's a Penguins fan He's a Pirates fan And somehow He liked the Patriots
5: Well how old is he?
0: 23
5: Alright so So kicking him
0: out Isn't that bad It's not like he's 12 Right There's that option But the other
5: thing is too Is you know The the Patriots During his time growing up Were the it team So So he's
0: a bandwagoner which is even worse which is even worse (laughs) he said you're a front runner it happens happens. I, uh, i know i know but yeah so i'm not happy about this movie i'm not gonna see it obviously and i'm gonna hate whoever plays tom brady because let's face it we all hate tom brady i mean you might not so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna include the you i'm not gonna include you and we but we as in me and missy and everybody at the pop off. we all hate tom brady so that's all. You can yeah. laugh at me. Huh? I was like, I was like, You're well, like, oh, yeah, I don't know what to well, say okay. to this. <laughs> You're like, I'm just keeping my mouth shut because I want to stay a good stay. You, well, you got to stay. Mean, you got to stay in with Roger Goodell because you know you got
5: to res- you got to respect what Tom Brady's been able to do. I he, and whether and whether you, I did the gate said. or not. You know that's one way that he got there. It's you know one Super Bowl out of four, you know out of five. So he still got four rings on top of that. The man has been winning, and he has done it at a very high level. Um, so you do have to respect what he has been able to do And what that franchise has been able to do I
0: will say this, after the Super Bowl My dad called me up Me and my boyfriend were watching it And he was like What can you say about that now? Because my, obviously my dad's a huge Steeler fan And he doesn't like Tom Brady either But he, I said, you know what I can't even say anything Other than, wow And I have to respect what he did And what they did Like that's that's really all there was, all there is to it.
5: Right. And yeah. I, uh, kind of on a weird side note, um, my wife asked me, she goes, so how do you think it's going to turn on? And I said, well, I think I'm, I'll call it 3427 Pats. And it was 3428.
2: Wow. And we were playing cards
5: with our in-laws, and I kind of looked at them, and they're like, you got lucky. And I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I thought my son was going to have a nervous breakdown. He went outside because they were losing. So he was like, I, I have to go outside. I'm going to smoke a cigar. He went outside on our on our back porch, which he can see into the family room through our front doors, and so then they start coming back. And he was like, "I'm staying out here." He stayed out there the rest of the game until it was over because he was afraid he was going to jinx it. He changed his jersey three times.
5: <laughs> well, it's like the slogan. It's, it's only weird if it doesn't work, right? So it worked.
4: Right. Yeah. yeah, he grew, he grew <laughs> up playing you. ice hockey, and he played football too when he was little, but. Um, they, they might, he was always superstitious yeah. about everything. So if he, if he was winning, doing something in particular, or wearing something in particular, it didn't change. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I mean, you're right. You got to give credit where credits due. And yeah, they, as, the, as, as as much as I hate,
5: you got to swallow it. And then, and, yeah. Right,
0: exactly, exactly. So, yeah. well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to us. You're
5: welcome. Thanks for hey, having Jay me, Jay
0: Finney from the Steelers. Thanks for listening. Make sure to like me on Facebook, the pop off with Martise and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Martise M. And thanks for listening to the pop off with Martise.
3: Hi, I'm Mark and I'm Peter. We're the founders of electric media, bringing you great podcasts like nightmare road stories, tech talk revolution and bodacious minds. Electric networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to ElectroCast Podcasts, and hear the culture.
4: ElectroCast.
1: Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectricCast and any platform where you listen
4: to your podcast.
0: Electrocast